0: Hello and welcome to another Mlex podcast. I'm Sam Wilkin, Brussels news editor, and today we're going to talk about the EU's new antitrust investigation into German car makers. The European Commission is looking into whether BMW, Daimler, Volkswagen, Audi and Porsche colluded to hold back the development of emissions technologies. It's far from a typical cartel case and so it's bound to cause some controversy. I'm joined now by Matthew Newman and Nicholas Hurst, who've been following the case closely. Hello, Matthew and Nicholas. Hello, Sam. Um, Matthew, just set the scene here. What's the context? How did this investigation come about?
1: Well, you've probably heard that the German auto industry has been under scrutiny for many years. Uh, and this is because of the Dieselgate scandal. And that involved Volkswagen, and in particular, uh, the allegation that the car maker manipulated the results of devices that are used to monitor the pollution from diesel cars. Uh, so I just wanted to say from the outset that this probe doesn't have anything to do with dieselgate, um, simply because that's a separate investigation and the European Competition Authority uh, is not involved in that.
0: Right. But they're related in some way then, is that, is that how it, it's, how it's it started, me- how they got the idea?
1: It's related in the sense that there was increased scrutiny of these car makers. So when you look at the the idea about uh, car companies getting together, colluding, working together uh, in some sort of anti-competitive way, um, that actually is part of the context of uh, Dieselgate. Um, There's no direct link in terms of sharing uh, information on the defeat devices, but what there is uh, evidence of is that they were working together on the development of clean technology, and that technology is uh, essentially used to clean up particulates in the actual diesel fumes and also the um, fighting uh, nitrous oxide in the uh, catalytic converters, and that's where the blue tanks
0: come in. And so the suspicion presumably is that if they're working together on these technologies, then they're not competing with each other sufficiently, and they may in fact be holding back progress and and agreeing directly or indirectly to to not compete in that way.
1: Now, one of the things that's really important for the Commission is uh, you need to compete on uh, something that's a selling point for car owners. So if you're a buyer of a car today, you're looking to have a clean car uh, you don't want to have the old polluting diesels. You're expecting that the car makers are producing the best, cleanest cars. Now, what the car makers have allegedly done is they've gotten together and said, "Well, we don't actually want to compete anymore on something like the size of the tanks uh, of this ad blue uh, component. This is urea that's injected into the exhaust, and it, it basically cleans it up by separating the uh, nitrous oxide." Um, so that's a problem. you want to have the car companies fighting amongst each other, competing uh, and making sure that let's say a larger tank could be beneficial. The car owner wouldn't have to fill it up uh, as quickly as if it were a smaller tank. but if you have a smaller tank, you would have more room for other things in the in the car's boot or in the trunk so it's an element of uh, competition. The commission clearly thinks that the car companies should have been competing on this technology.
0: And, um, Nicholas, if, if they are found to have colluded or to have breached antitrust rules, how, how serious is it? What kind of fines could they face?
2: Oh, it's uh, very serious. And uh, let's take... I mean, we've been here before, or some of these companies have been here before, uh, since they were uh, among the truck makers that were sanctioned in uh, 2016, almost 3 billion or, or just over 3 billion euros for colluding over the price of trucks and, and the rollout of admissions. So you know, they could be on the hook for huge fines. But in the modern day and age, perhaps just as serious or more serious is the prospect of uh, customers filing uh, damages actions before courts uh, demanding compensation. So this could be uh, this could be consumers you know in some countries it's possible now to file class actions, um, or this could be companies that uh, bought cars because they wanted to improve or wanted their employees to emit less pollution um, Of course, you know we're a long way from from there, but uh, the implications are certainly very serious if if borne out
0: and that's been a characteristic of this trucks cartel as well, hasn't it after that big record fine we've now seen a wave and it's going on right now of. Of secondary litigation customers suing sometimes grouping together to sue it's it's a nightmare for the truck companies i mean
2: mm-hmm. some of the nature of some of these claim claims are just astounding so you have claims filed in amsterdam or, or london for hundreds of thousands of trucks so cumulatively millions presumably billions of uh, of euros but to make things even more complicated you also have uh, companies fighting claims in Hungarian courts or Irish courts, or where they're suing over the purchase of two trucks or three trucks, or so it, it's really a
0: it's really a really really complex uh, complex litigation that they're facing. Yeah, and it'd be very interesting if the if the car companies were also to to face that, even though it's as I said earlier, it's not a classic cartel. Perhaps it could um, sort of proceed in a similar way if they are found found guilty by the commission. Matthew I mean this this is a very different case it's not it's not price fixing um it's not a typical uh a black and white case and and I understand there are some elements of of um collaboration between these car makers that the commission has already looked at and already ruled out and said no this isn't a problem what are they and and where's that line drawn
1: yeah it's an interesting debate uh, and I'm sure it'll be uh, part of the defense when they when the commission, if the commission finally rules against them, what is considered um, proper collaboration and what is considered crossing the line? Uh, for the commission, if you were talking about safety standards, that is clearly all right, no problem at all. If you want to talk about uh, crash tests, crash tests dummies, uh, if you'd like to talk about the speed at which um, the cruise control kicks in, or even the speed when you can actually uh, have a retractable uh, roof, that is absolutely fine. Because you're, you're not buying a car based on those safety elements. Um, what you are doing is you're buying a car on a, a, an important technology and to fight pollution. That, is, that needs to have uh, full uh, competition. And you don't want to compete on safety items, but you do want to compete on uh, technological progress.
0: But I can see them running into a bit of trouble here. I mean, the, the commission, I mean, because in a sense, consumers do buy cars because of safety standards. They look at the rating, if it's got a four-star or a five-star, and, you know, they'll often buy, that'll often be an element in their decision. So, could I mean, they could argue, surely, that emissions is just another thing. They are... They're agreeing to a set of standards, and and they're still able to be competition within that.
1: Yeah, and and in fact, um, our our understanding is that the, ad blue tank, which is one of the elements of this case, is an actual international standard since 2006. So you could say, well, you know, why not have all the car makers make the same size tank? Commission sees it a different way. You you want to have cooperation when it matters on some you know basic. Functions of the car, but when it comes to something that's an extra, you know, let's say there's uh, there might be different new ways of fighting pollution, and you don't want to have a car companies just remain completely static and not even try, not even what the the, the, the word that is uh, that was used is dampen competition, dampen innovation. Uh, you want to have them always fighting amongst each other to have the best cars to fight pollution and if it's um you know particulates or nitrous oxide we don't want to have the car companies just say well you know one liter size tank that sounds good or eight liters that sounds good um let's just stop there and and and
2: and stop competing you could well imagine that that would be part of the defense of some of these companies um who who might say that at the time when when these discussions took place consumers didn't this didn 't really seem to be a selling point. It may be true that now people buy cars because and one of the parameters they take into account is how clean they are. Ten years ago that wasn 't so obvious. It was more just a basic feature that that uh, we wanted to to ensure that we're all off reading off the same page
0: right, yeah, I certainly remember when I was sort of a, a bit younger and sort of parents are of buying cars it was It was fuel economy primarily was what you'd look at it wasn't emissions themselves and it's only recently that cars have started to be taxed according to their emissions, or they've been restricted from certain city centres, things that have a real impact on the consumer as an individual when they're buying those cars.
1: Uh, Just to add that um, the case is um, novel, because you can look at it and say there's an environmental aspect to it. Uh, In German cities, there have been protests about air quality. Uh, The Commission has a whole policy on improving cities' air quality. So if you take competition policy globally and say, how do we use this as a tool to help other policy areas, you could say, yes, they're doing that. If you're a defense attorney, you might say, that's completely
0: inappropriate. You should just stick with competition rules, antitrust,
1: did we collude
0: or not. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that the... uh the Commission's anti department has been accused of overreach, which is what makes it such an interesting, uh, interesting topic to follow.
2: There is another novel aspect of this case, because as we said earlier, this is not a typical cartel where they're looking at price fixing or, or market sharing. But the specific charge here seems to be that the companies may have dampened uh, innovation. And that indicates how the Commission is drawing the lines between the discussions that were OK on you know, retractable roofs, or the cruise the speed at which cruise control would would kick in or, or or get removed, and this particular area which it's decided these discussions are illegal because of this this impact on on innovation now of course, innovation's a buzzword in Brussels at the moment because um, the commission has started looking at innovation in in merger cases in the last few years uh, this has ruffled a lot of feathers. people ask how is as the commission can you really predict the impact that merger will have on innovation in four or five years' time. Uh, it's very speculative, and there's no doubt there'll be plenty of, of concern uh, also at the prospect that the Commission is going to start looking
0: at discussions that could possibly impact how innovative com- companies are in the future. Okay. And that could be, uh, I, g- I guess, something that we could look at more broadly, not just in the car sector, but as a potential future direction for for anti-just investigations as well guys thank you very much that's all we've got time for today so let's say goodbye to matthew and nicholas thank you very much thank you sam and uh, i'll just remind all our listeners to please subscribe to our podcasts if you haven't already on your preferred platform uh, to hear more from our reporters around the world i'm sam wilkin mlex's brussels news editor goodbye for now